Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. Oh, and I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks who bring you locked on Clippers. When do we bring it to them? Five days a week, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Make us your first listen. You know, kill some windshield time on the way to work. And just let's relive this scintillating victory against the Thunder. That is right. We're going to be kicking <laughs> things off. The Clippers get their second win of the of the season. They outlast the Thunder 99 to 94. We're going to talk about <laughs> what we've liked from that game. As well as a couple things that we didn't like. Just an overall how we're feeling after this, you know, just illustrious, this great second win. <laughs> and then uh, we're going to get into some Twitter Tuesday questions. Every single Monday, we ask for your questions on Twitter. That's at Locked on Clips. And there's a lot of great stuff in there I can't wait to dig into. We're talking some lineup stuff, all sorts of Clippers related, what have you. And then in shavings, the City Edition jerseys, they've kind of been leaked, but they were officially announced. So we're going to talk about that. There is a, you know, very sad Lou Will interview that's kind of going <laughs> oh, around about rough. his uh, yeah, about his final tenure with the Clippers. So we're going to talk about that. Um and also what's going on with the Clippers attendance. So all that and more coming up right about now, but first I got to let you know that this is a Rock Auto Pod. Over at Rock Auto they have amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. You are locked on Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so the Clippers did get past the Oklahoma City Thunder, despite Shea Yogis Alexander's best efforts. Uh, Clippers won 99-94. We got to get it out of the way. Paul George was, I mean, every bit the superstar you could possibly want him to be at the end of this, in the second half of this game, basically. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, his usage was insane. He played something like 20 of the first 24 minutes, and that trend just continued in the second half. <laughs> um, look, I mean, like, the way he took over this game, it you know, it's just nothing short of superstar stuff. And sure, it's like what you maybe expect from Paul George, but you still got to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He ended up with 32-9-7. and seven. The last, there was a two-minute stretch in the fourth quarter where he goes, made three, made three, block, assist to a canard three, turnaround jumper for the lead, and then a steal. This, the Clippers do not win this game without Paul George. Um, we're starting with what we liked, by the way. But we also liked, I mean, Luke Kennard helped give this team some life in this game. Yeah, honestly. Um, it, it, like He's a, been a, a good look on the court despite having his ups and downs. He added 14 in this one. He did tie things up. Mm-hmm. Look, I, you know, looking at this team that's so reliant on Paul George, Luke Kennard is one of the few kind of like go-ahead guys that we have right now. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just wondering, like, you know, a couple things I didn't like that I'm just going to get out of the way from Luke Kennard. Like, <laughs> actually, it's the only thing. It's just he, it did seem like he was passing up a couple of shots. That being said, you know, what he was able to do around that, like, is he making a strong enough argument for, we'll talk about it later, maybe a switch in the starting lineup or at the very least some more playing time. We are going to talk about a potential switch in the starting lineup, but we're talking about what we liked right now. Uh, We'll get into Bledsoe and Reggie and Zoo after this. But, um, I mean, Terrence Mann brought some energy in the second, which was kind of the first, like, good momentum the Clippers could catch on to. Um, he ended with oh, 10 yeah. and five, super active in the second quarter on the glass. 
Um, we'll talk about it in the second segment, but Ty Lue said he kind of talked with him about being more selfish. And it seemed like he was in this game. And the Clippers needed all of it. Like, the Clippers are better with Terrence Mann on the floor, dude. I'm, I'm just, like, at that point where he also is making a case for starting minutes. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, with uh, Terrence Mann, we also got kind of the Nick Batum game in this one. He put up 14 and 8. Look, he came into this game shooting 4 of 19 from 3. He hit 4 of 8 tonight. Love it. And aside from the scoring, like, he just does all the other glue guy stuff. That mm-hmm. you need him to do, uh, and it was really huge in this win. It was great to get that tandem of of Batum uh, and Man kind of you know back to form, back to what we've kind of expected to to be able to get from these guys who are such huge role players. Yes, a hundred percent. Isaiah Hartenstein's rebounding and passing was absolutely insane. He had twelve boards off the bench in what was it eighteen minutes, which I think was six more than Zubats, which we're going to talk about uh, in the what we didn't like section. He only had two assists, but had some great finds otherwise. One in particular, Batum, and a three-pointer. The Clippers still lost rebounds in this game, which is infuriating. Um, I don't... It's just insane, but this game doesn't go the Clippers' way if Hartenstein doesn't grab 12 boards off the bench, I don't think. Definitely, definitely. And then another guy who we got to talk about... Look, this was kind of the roller coaster Reggie full experience. I mean... Reggie hit some Reggie shots. He also did some Reggie things, but he did come (laughs) up big a couple of times. Look, there's no way around it. Like his efficiency has not been good. And a lot of that to me is kind of boiling down to shot selection right now. But we did need all 15 of his points. And, you know, like defensively, this was not a good showing. Um, (laughs) You know, he he did kind of, you know, tighten the screws a little bit there at the end. But as we get into what we didn't like, I'm just going to kick it off with I cannot get over the possession when Hartenstein had to physically push Reggie into his defensive assignment, <laughs> which was Shea. And Reggie didn't even put a hand up to contest the shot. Oh, uh, yeah, that's it's not good. Uh, let, let's we're talking about what we didn't like. We got to talk about the backcourt because right now it's funny. You put a note in here that said two starters are currently unplayable. And I thought you were talking about Reggie and Bledsoe, and you're talking about Zoo and Bledsoe, there's kind of a debate for all three to be in there, but there's kind there's issues at three of the spot, starting spots for the Clippers right now. Agreed. Look, in my mind, um, you know, like, maybe he can play his way out of it. You know, Zoo tonight, to me, did not look like he needed to be on the floor. I think his minutes reflected that. Uh, yeah, 12 been, minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been pretty disappointed with where he's been at this season. I, you know, I know that he's coming back from an injury. There's a lot of a lot of things going on there. I, I don't think to me he's screaming starter level material right now. And Bledsoe is just he has been just flat out like not not good um, the, since, the, the, since the first game. The shot selection to start this game for Bledsoe was some of the most infuriating. The first shot of the game was a was a three by Bled. And yeah, and then clanged, <laughs> and then he got downhill, and he like he uh, he had a nice bank shot high off the glass, like just racing to the rim. And I was like, okay, great, maybe we're gonna get some more of of what Bled is good at. Uh, you know, maybe they've had the talk, and he still ended up taking half of his field goal attempts from three. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know why he's not just getting <laughs> yanked for these kind of shots. Yeah, he. Ne- I think Bled needs to be on the bench. Um, Reggie, we talked about a little bit. Reggie's all over the place with his shot selection right now. (laughs) So, yeah, Reggie to me, man, it's it's been like the full Reggie experience. 
But for the spark that he can sometimes provide um, offensively and I guess just familiarity with the team, he's not unplayable to me. He hasn't gotten to that point yet. I do wonder, you know, if he does keep his starting spot, if things kind of continue in the way that they have. Um, you know, he did he did have 15 points tonight. He has gotten his numbers up a couple of times, but like the efficiency is just not there. Yeah, it's it, it's rough. And so we're kind of talking this bench. So who do we think gets benched first of these three? I think honestly, I think Zoo has to be benched, but you could say Zoo or Bled to me. I think it's gonna be Bled. I think it kind of should maybe be Bled so. We'll see what happens. We're going to get more into it uh, in the next segment. Um, a thing you didn't have, you have in here that I think is good. We t- you talked about it kind of up top. Dude, Paul George's usage in this game was hefty. It just, it, this can't continue like this. It, it's just untenable. <laughs> it's I, I November. Mean, he, <laughs> he, he played 40 minutes. I think he had coming into this game like the third highest usage or in the top five highest usages in the NBA. I mean, like, I, you know, we keep the company line has been that they're trying to get Paul George more in-game rest, and I'm not seeing it. And and don't get me wrong, <laughs> you know, we've needed every minute of him to stay sure. in games and and certainly to win any games. But I mean, it, it's not just like the minutes load; it's that he has to initiate so much of the offense, like so much, so and many. And he's possessions. playing elite defense. He's doing yeah. both at such a high level right now. And so many possessions, like even the, you know, some of the ISO possessions that we cringe at, like it's stuff where like, dude, what are Paul George's other options, especially when he's out there and, and, you know, Reggie isn't hitting and Bled is doing God knows what he can't play off ball. (laughs) Like it's, 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 I'm just struggling to see a way before Morris and Ibaka get back that we can, you know, lighten the load on Paul George at all. And that is worrisome to me. Yeah, that's a very fair worry. We should keep an eye on his on his minutes and track him over the season of if he's going to have the most played minutes. One last thing to get out of this game: the first eighty five percent of this game was, and pardon my French, complete dog shit from a basketball perspective. <laughs> um, both teams were missing shots. I honestly think, I mean, if this, if this is any team other than the Thunder, I'm not sure we're having a post game victory recap. Uh, Shea went off, which was fun to see. He had twenty eight seven and two. I mean, we scored 14 points in the first quarter. Like, the shots just weren't falling. But, I mean, they got the win. And, I mean, how are we feeling heading into the game on Wednesday against Minnesota? I, like, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling a little worried, but I'm feeling (laughs) good. Yeah, the vibes seem good for the team, too, which is always fantastic. Tyloo joked or talked about how they were joking about how they were laughing about how they couldn't possibly miss any more shots. So, seems like the, the morale is good. Well, yeah, and you, you know, you need this kind of win to build momentum. I mean, like, just you know, sure. pure out and simple. It, it doesn't matter. These are the kind of wins, especially at home, that you have to put away. And like, while it wasn't pretty, I, I mean, they still got we it. Need done, it. So <laughs> yeah, we need it. Um, coming up, we're gonna be answering your fantastic questions on Twitter Tuesday. But first, we got to give a shout out to Prize Picks. Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. It offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All users that deposit and use the promo code NBA will get an instant 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. Not bad. Put in 100, get 200 to play with. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry. 
and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks allows mixed sport entries. You can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Okay, we're back with Twitter Tuesday. Uh, thanks to everybody who sent those questions in ahead of time. If you didn't mm-hmm. know, you can always ask a question. That's at Locked on Clips. We usually look for your questions on Monday, but hey, if, if you got a chat, if you got a burning question, uh, any other time in the week, we'll be here. We absolutely will be. Uh, we're starting it off. We got some spicy questions, uh, which is absolutely fair. Dominic it's time Coles. for spice. It's the <laughs> spicy time of the season. Dom- yeah. Dominic Cole said, I said this last week, but I want to know if you guys agree. I think Zoo has hit his ceiling, and I'm unsure if he's starter material anymore. He has not improved in the last two years, has not added anything new to his game, and too many times he seemed lost on the court. What's your thoughts? Clipper Irv added to this after the Clippers game. He said, can we just put Hartenstein in with the starting lineup already? Don't get me wrong. I love Zubats, but you can't teach what Hartenstein can do. Both of these guys make pretty solid points about the state of Zubats as of 11.01 p.m. Pacific, November 1st. I mean, great questions, both of y'all. Dominic Coles, I mean, I was kind of worried about this. Like, I, you know, we had optimism for Zoo coming into this season. Maybe with a little higher usage, he could kind of get to those double-double numbers. Certainly less competition for rebounds uh, on the <laughs> Clippers. <would> <laughs> uh, but I am legitimately starting to worry if Zoo has hit his ceiling now. I think that we've seen him be better defensively in far, like insofar as adjusting the game plans and, and certainly other types of coverages, not getting completely right. lost, you know, when when paired against guards and things and things of that nature. But like I'm not seeing like the kind of monumental improvements or even like steady incremental improvements year over year that to me makes you a starter in this league. Like, I, I don't know. Where are you at with Zoo's development right now? I think much has been said about his passing. And while I think it's talked about a lot more than it's actually used, I think that's improved. But that's where I don't want of, him to pass. But that's Pull what down I'm 10 boards a game. That's where it kind of stops for me is because I think the offseason, it's pretty clear that Zoo's not. I'm, I'm trying to say that, you know what I'm saying? It seems like the shortened offseason affected some guys more than others. And I think Zoo's playing call. his way back into some shape right now. Um, no, that's a great call. And that's an important thing to remember, like three seasons in two years, especially on a younger guy. Um, you know, And he's kind of banged up. He had the wrap yeah. on his thumb versus the Thunder, which is a new thing that I guess we just have to kind of monitor. Uh, but I'm also kind of at the point where Hartenstein has shown a lot. He's shown a lot of hustle. He's grabbing boards. He's able to pass. We know that he took a three against the Thunder, which I don't. I kind of I hated that shot. Until I, I hated that shot. Brought it up, but there is a fouling issue with Hartenstein, and I'm not like starting him. I think I don't know that he's there yet. Personally, I don't know if he's there. Sorry, he's probably there for he's probably ready for more minutes. He played more minutes than Zoo against the Thunder. Um, so Ty Lue evidently isn't worried about you know getting zoo more minutes and heart inside at all so i think we're in a situation where dude are we gonna see zoo with the gortat start if clippers listeners if you remember gortat used to be the couple handful of seasons ago he would play what like it was kind of the year six before. minutes sometimes yeah it was kind of the year before trez really came onto the scene um like to the wider nba audience 
um, like before when it was really only Clippers fans who were like, this dude is insane. Um, but Gortat, yeah, man, he would have those really short starts. So I wonder if we'll see Zoo put into a similar role. Like, is that, that kind of feels like how we're going. So it's difficult right continues. now. continues. The other issue is like, even with all of Zoo's struggles, like I said, I don't know that Harnstein is ready to start yet. I, I don't know that like with his fouling, he can stay on the floor long enough. Um, he's so skilled. Know. Like we know that like he's incredibly skilled with the ball. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and you know, we'll see the issue for me right now is that like, if zoo is out of the starting lineup, I don't think Hart is ready. This team to me hasn't like in closing minutes, it's looked better, but overall, like, I don't think the small ball is working well enough right now to roll that sure. out as your starting lineup. Yeah. So with no surge, like, I, I don't know, man, you're really against a rock and a hard place. And I think that's like where some of my disappointment has come in from this, from this team so far yeah. is that like we, we are, we do have so many of these decisions that feel like a rock and a hard place, but the thing to remember, good, yeah, is, there are a lot of people hurt. <laughs> it is only November and we are still down a lot of guys. And I mean, I, I think that you brought up a great point too, that like some of these guys probably still are doing their best to round into form with yeah. how many games they've played and how short of an amount of time. So it's not over for zoo, but like I need to see some. Well, and effectively, like effectively now when surge comes back to full health, put surge out there and we'll see what happens. So effective, you know what I mean? Like, if he can move, if he can move, like, you know, exactly. like when, when he comes back, like, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's probably time for a, a change in the starting lineup at the position. Yeah. Um, Danny EMT asks, why is T-Man being so passive? Is it the rotations or does he need some motivation like Luke did last season when shooting open threes? So we talked about it last segment. Ty Lue had a talk with Terrence about me, you know, stop, you know, uh, you know, distributing more basically and be more selfish with the ball sometimes. And it showed a bit versus OKC. Um, he didn't make any threes, which is frustrating. But he ele- he adds some spark to this team when they need it. Um, the way that he plays, and that's the thing right now with the Clippers, is like they're getting the open shots. The defense, I mean, 94 points, that's very good. Like the open shots are there, but the Clippers can build off the momentum and stuff that he does energy-wise, which I think is what is kind of needed right now. And there needs to be a jolt. I agree. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing, like the, the biggest argument for Terrence in the starting lineup is this far in the season, I think that even when Terrence isn't providing offense, it seems that he's doing more on the court than, than Bledsoe has yeah, been so far. Absolutely. Um, and, and so I, I think that maybe, I mean, Maybe you deal with the uh, possibly lower offensive upside. Although with how Blitz has been playing so far, I don't know how much lower yeah. really the, the the ceiling could could go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. It's like you know, you could just tell he learned so much from from watching Batum, and 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 I think the coaching staff in his development did a really good job of like just letting him know how he can be valuable on the floor even when the shots aren't falling. Like, man, yeah, he missed in call. the first half of this game three wide-open looks. And, like, I'm not saying that anything against him, you know? Like, but it's yeah. easy when you're in that position to, like, not connect on three looks that good to, like, yeah. kind of put your tail between your legs and, you know, let the flow of the game kind of dictate what you do. And that is not what we saw from Terrence. Excellent call. Yeah, he was everywhere in that second quarter. Um Alexis asks, whose return from injury will make a bigger impact on the team, Morris or Serge? 
based on your choice, what healthy player will benefit the most from that player's return? Right now, for me, it's it's got to be Surge. Uh, I, I think the center... The I think center Paul George theory. benefits the most because any help coming back benefits Paul George also. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah. No, I was going to say, like, I, I mean, I also just think... Uh, I think vibe-wise, we need Serge back on the court. Uh, not that Morris <laughs> doesn't have immaculate vibes. He's a great leader. Sure. He can be a great leader as well. But like, I think what a team that, str- that struggled to get its second win needs uh, is Serge Ibaka, like a suited-up Serge Ibaka on the bench. Personally. Yeah, I'm, 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 and a more vocal kind of vet leader for this team who's been, you know, like... Which Morris can be, but... Yeah, like, it's different. I, it's different, yeah. <laughs> uh, Alfredo Rodriguez asks, should the Clippers look into trading for a six-man award winner slash candidate to remedy the second option issue? They've had proven success with six men in the past, such as Crawford, Williams, and Harrell. Which six-man is the closest to replacing Leonard's stats? I want to answer the last part first. None of them are close yeah, to none. replacing Leonard's stats. Kawhi Leonard's stats. Um, I don't know if like a, a, a number one option six-man is the issue for the Clippers right now. We've seen what happens when they lean on a six-man in the regular season, then you get to the playoffs. It doesn't go very well. Yeah, I mean, and this would definitely <laughs> this would definitely be the year, though, for the Clippers to um, the, the Clippers need a real point guard uh, conversation oh, to maybe God, heat yeah. up more more than it <laughs> like more than it really functional deserved. Point guard. How about just yeah, functional like, point guard? <laughs> more than it probably deserved in the last couple of years, but um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly who that person is. The idea that was floating around in my head, and, and partially just because it seems like he's kind of on the outs with Boston, is Mark Smart. Dude, he would be great on the Clippers. Who do we uh, give up, though? Because that's what I'm like. Everyone's hurt. So I'm like, who do we yeah. give up? Like, <laughs> We're giving yeah. up younger pieces no matter what. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, if it's Bled and Zoo... <laughs> Hey, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah, the Celtics seem like they jump on that uh, <laughs> immediately. Um, Spilky Vision asks, through 12 games, will our Clippers be over 500? So right now they are 2-4. and four. The next six is Timberwolves twice, then the Hornets, then the Blazers, then the Heat, then the Timberwolves again. So we get the Timberwolves three times. Which is kind of tough because they're they're playing well right now. But D'Angelo you Russell drop one of those out. games, like no, like no matter what, you drop oh, sure. one of those. Games. You drop at least one of those games. So I mean, Hornets. I don't Got think it. that we can beat the Hornets right now. Blazers. All right, so that's. I think, I think we can get the Blazers. All right, so we split with the Timberwolves first. So then we're at three and five. And then all right, so I think so we look, might we drop the win. Hornets game. All right, so then we're three and six. So, we're, so your answer is no. <laughs> your My answer, answer is, is no. no. Yeah, I don't think so. But it's you know, like I said, the, the, we said this on the last episode. Like the sky is not falling in yet. You know, like we are seeing some things trending in the right direction. Uh, and I do feel like you know, the things that aren't working are becoming so clear. It's just more a question of like. Do we roster wise have enough sort of patches to kind of fill yeah. those holes? I, I think it's just the biggest question. And, you know, we've heard Ty Lue talk a lot about, you know, how he's going to experiment with rotations and try different things. But the issue is like his hand is really forced with what we have available. Sure. 
Absolutely. And I I mean, the biggest problem for the Clippers right now is that the open threes aren't falling, which yeah. is like so frustrating because it really like Ty Lue talked about in his post game and it's like there's other issues with personnel. Sure. But the biggest issue right now is that the shots just aren't going in. Um, Miguel Albon wants to know how much time do we have to wait to make a trade? 25 matches? Do you think 25 games if things are going for under 500 after 25 games? Do the Clippers make a trade? Honestly, for 11 like, and 14. That was just a random number I pulled out. That's not what I think is going to happen. No, I mean, like, they definitely, they definitely probably try to stretch it out to the deadline if there is a move to be made. But that's the thing, too, right? Like, I don't know. Like, you don't have that many chips, really, that, that like, <laughs> like yeah. that many valuable uh, sort of assets, especially, you know, like, when the pieces that need replacing are right now not things that we can move for an improvement, likely. Yeah, that's a good call. There's, whew, man, 25 games feels like an eternity from now and also one week from now. Um, we thank everybody for your questions. We appreciate them so much. Coming up, we're going to be talking some Lou Will stuff and just kind of our overall thoughts on the new Clippers jerseys. But first, we got to give a shout out to Shopify, which uh, gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in, per- and in person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. Ooh, what a fun time. Go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com slash locked on NBA right now. Shopify.com slash locked on NBA. And now that you've done doing your business, where can you do your betting? You got to bet at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season still in full swing for a couple of teams. Barely. You can track all the action, just barely. And you can track all the action at BetOnline. Plus, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoff. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus that's on top of your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget about that promo code locked on. All right, welcome to Shavings, where we're talking just kind of loose stuff rattling around the old Clippers drawer. Um, first up, new City Edition jerseys were announced on Monday. Throwback to the old SD Clipper days, kind of like the. Uh, jerseys back when tobias was on the team they did that throwback with kind of the modern font to it the nautical we, the nautical how are we feeling about these i actually really dig them i yeah i i'm i'm really really liking them it's it's look the the mr cartoon jerseys were awesome it's great though to see some color sort of back in uh in the sure. jerseys right and i mean you know like we got the script kind of that we wanted um (laughs) right and i actually like i kind of like all the little details and stuff too like the little braves logo on the uh the old braves logo on the shorts um Mm -hmm. some of the piping and stuff and i think the uh i actually think the lettering on the jerseys which is something that's you know like never really that uh that big of like a point of compliment for me uh i I like the way the piping and everything is it looks to me it looks pretty good what are your thoughts 
And we've kind of, you know, we saw this, like I said, kind of like like back a couple seasons ago, just with the updated font. Um, no, I like them a lot. I like, like you said, the color thing is nice. Um, the warm-ups are pretty cool looking too. Um, I think the, the warm-up jackets are going to be sweet. I also, I was, I was kind of tweeting about this. Like, I hope at some point we do get like, like a Lob City throwback. I don't think it's ever going to happen um, just because of- It's too soon. The, uh, is it though? It's too soon, yeah. Talk it, talk to me in like maybe four years. Four years, maybe, maybe it'll be time. Maybe, and we'll see. But no, I like these. Uh, they're fun. They're only going to wear them like eleven times, or they're only scheduled to wear them eleven times. But I bet they, I bet they expand that because these oh, are great. Also, one pro, and a year ago, I never thought I'd be saying this. Hmm. The Clippers have a better city edition jersey than the Miami Heat, which is difficult, oh yeah, which is in any other year <laughs> difficult to do. Not this yeah. year. <laughs> that's a very good call yeah there was some interest the cleveland cavaliers one was very odd too um but yeah shout out to everyone who got shout out to the ambassadors who got the jerseys and those jackets and those sweaters those are sick um i also like the mavericks a, going back to a classic just basketball with a cowboy hat on oh yeah dude everyone loves that logo it's like the dolphin with the helmet on it that the dolphins used to have um uh on a somber note uh taylor Wooks was interviewing lou will um who said he cried after the clippers traded him hey <laughs> so, so did a lot of clippers fans lou will still we there all... still there <laughs> yeah uh, uh we get that one buddy he said i just felt like i put so much time energy and effort into creating the special place in la i felt like i owed that to the clippers fans i wanted to do that for the fan base man uh it just this one hurts. This, I mean, I don't know. There, there's a lot of trades, obviously, in the, the L.A. Clippers sphere. There's the Blake trade, which obviously hurts. Um, I mean, almost the same as the Lou Will trade, uh, just in terms of kind of sentimentality and what they meant to the team. Blake Griffin obviously did more for the team um, on an overall scale, but in terms of, like, you know, what Lou Will did when he was on this team was just incredible. No one was supposed to care about the Clippers, and he made them. he helped make them cool. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and and it's just like such different timelines right because you know obviously like losing blake a, a guy who had been a piece of the franchise uh and you know a huge part of like turning the corner for this team yes um it was just at such different trajectories you know like right. blake uh kind of got traded you know after the lob city stuff was was over and it ended weirdly with blake too there was you know there's a couple of incidents where it was like what's this is a little more frustrating now than we all wanted it to be yeah, yeah, and like you have the trainer incident and everything, and like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like you hit the nail on the head. Like Lou Will always gave this team like it. It gave you something to root for. Um, yeah, and it was fun time, to watch. Yeah, in a time when like maybe there there wasn't a lot from the out, outside perspective. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, never forget what was it the the five the the year they went five hundred, uh, and he had that monster game at Golden State. Yeah. Uh, that like, was yeah he was all like just i don't know and just such a cool guy so it was it hurts and also just the trade itself is the way that it happened is so infuriating we we lost two picks for a guy who's not on the team yet who didn't even really play and was not needed in any way um because the clippers are a wing heavy team and you don't really use a point guard like that when you have wing heavy teams with ball handled like that um he kind of opened it up just like the, wasn't a culture fit like wasn't no, it was a nice wasn't in anything fit. Horrible asset management. Said the front office told him the rumors weren't true that he was getting traded, then called him and said, We're doing this at like 245. Just just brutal. Shout out to Lou Will. Thank you for what you did. 
for Clippers fans everywhere. Um, also, just ending this this episode, we're going to close out. Don't look now, but the Clippers have some of the worst attendance in the league uh, based on percentage. They're like 27th, which means tickets are cheap. So go see the Clippers if you can swing it. Let's, you know, I, it's weird. We're down Kawhi. Things are a little wonky. We're two and four. But tickets are cheap. Go support the team if you can. It's, the fe- it's a the fun fellas time need no your support. <laughs> yeah. Go cheer for Paul George. Go cheer for Reggie. Yell at Eric Bledsoe to stop shooting threes. Um, no, don't do that. Let him do his thing. Um, don't let him wraps do his thing. <laughs> Yell at him. Yell at him every time. Uh, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. Wednesday's episode. Going to be previewing that Clippers versus Timberwolves game. A what you say Wednesday poll that's actually live on Lockdown Clips. Uh, talking about who should start between uh, Terrence Mann and Luke Kennard. And whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, Will, where can these fantastic listeners find this podcast? So you can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. We're on Miami Pods, which, you know, if you're in the area, you should definitely check it out. It's actually a physical location. You just listen to the podcast on headphones. But it, it is a good time. It's like a computer uh, if, if you wanted to help this podcast out, you could leave a rating or review over at iTunes. Five stars really helps us out. And hey, we'll probably read your, we'll definitely read your review on air. So yeah, the season is in full swing. Clippers <laughs> up to two whole wins. Hell yeah, dude. Things can only go up. Things can only go up from here. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William, the opinion updike. And as always, we appreciate you. <laughs>